Welcome to the Live Your Why podcast. I'm Tammy Hill, and I'm so glad you could be here today. We're going to be talking about a concept that is so critically important in marriage, cleaving. Have you ever heard of it? Well, stay tuned and stick with me because you're going to learn a little bit about it right now. So the first task of marriage is to effectively leave your families of origin and choose to hold on to each other. Now, this doesn't mean that you divorce your families. It just means that you intentionally create your own couple identity. You effectively separate, set appropriate boundaries, and begin making your own rituals. It is the marriage covenant that moves on throughout eternity. Think about that for a moment. You and your spouse together build a family of creation once you're married. In time, your children will move into their own marriages. Their marriage covenants will be eternal for them. Remember, it is the marriage covenant that binds families throughout eternity. This is why cleaving is such an important topic to discuss. I want to share with you an experience I had in therapy a long time ago. I had a young couple come in that had been married nearly seven years and had intentionally chosen not to have children yet. The wife's mother was having fits. From about the two-year mark that they had been married, the mother would continually ask her daughter, when are you going to have a baby? You know I want to be a grandma. And this question had continued for so long that this girl became quite resentful of her mother and didn't really want to be around her. Well, one Christmas, this mother gave this daughter a beautiful gift. The gift was a week in New York together where they would do the shopping, see the shows, and have such a great time. But this gift came with strings attached. Before this daughter could claim her Christmas gift from her mother, she needed to be pregnant. Now, I know this is an extreme example, but that is so unhealthy on so many levels. Being able to cleave requires you to leave. We're going to talk about how to leave appropriately. Three steps. First, separation. Marital difficulties can arise if someone doesn't properly distance themselves from their family of origin. Most of this difficulty arises because the couple has failed to construct appropriate boundaries around their marriage. It may be difficult to separate from your family of origin, but it is worth the effort. It is important to move into your own place, however humble it needs to be. As a young couple, you need to become financially independent from your parents, too. This separation is often painful and difficult for newly married couples. However, it is vitally important for the purpose of creating a deeper marital relationship. You are becoming a team. As a team, you will create new connections with your families of origin, this time as a married couple. This is called couple preeminence, or creating a couple identity. Maybe this will help you understand it a little better. I once heard the counsel, that when you find a boy, so I'm a girl, so I'm going to give it from a girl's perspective, but this counsel was that when you find a boy you like, you have to learn how to love him as your boyfriend. When you get married, you have to learn to love him as your husband. And when you have your first child, 
you get to learn to love him as a father. This idea is beautiful in demonstrating that even when connection is present, it is sometimes necessary to learn how to reconnect as situations change, such as when you get married. This is the first step in cleaving, choosing each other and relating as a team to your parents. The second step of cleaving is boundaries. We all hear about setting boundaries, but few of us know how to really do this. A boundary is an invisible border between a marriage and any outside relationships. That includes your parents, siblings, best friends. As a couple, you decide together two important things. First, who will be allowed to interact within the marriage? And secondly, how those interactions can take place. Let me use this information in an example that I see continuously happening with newly married couples. A young couple is struggling because the husband's mother expects the couple to come home every Sunday for dinner with the family. She puts pressure on the husband to convince his wife to come home and have Sunday dinner every Sunday with the family. The couple would like to have some time on Sundays to relax together. Also, the wife would like to eat with her family once in a while, too. So, according to the rules around boundary setting that I just talked about, this couple, and only this couple, gets to decide what to do for Sunday dinner. And this couple gets to decide together how Sunday dinners will take place and where Sunday dinners will take place. Learning to do this early in marriage is an essential part of cleaving together. So why are boundaries important? I like to give this analogy. For a nation, a boundary represents a geographical space that is recognized as territory by other nations. With a clearly defined boundary, a nation is justified in taking action to protect that which lies within its boundaries. Now let's put that to marriage. Having boundaries around a marriage is a similar situation. If someone tries to breach the boundary of the marriage, action should be taken to preserve the marriage. I believe we do this best by being broken record players. I'm going to tell you what that means. So I'm old. When I was young, and young enough in high school even, we listened to music on records, old vinyl records. And we would put the record on the record player, put the needle on, and whenever that needle got stuck, it would repeat itself. It would repeat itself. It would repeat itself. It would stay stuck in that groove, and you would continually hear whatever it was it was stuck on. This is the easiest visual I've come up with in helping couples establish boundaries. You become broken record players. If we use the example of Sunday dinner, the husband's mother calls, are you coming to Sunday dinner? The husband says, Mom, we love you so much, but we've decided we're going to have Sunday dinner alone this week. The mom might say, What are you doing? You know our family always gets together for Sunday dinner. How can you do this to us? Again, the husband says, Mom, we have decided together to stay home this Sunday evening for our dinner. We'd like to have some time alone together. Do you see the broken record player there? Establishing boundaries with extended family, and particularly with parents, is so important as a newly married couple. 
make sure to understand what it is you're going to choose together and then get on that broken record player. Having these boundaries put up will make conflict easier to handle throughout your life. So we've discussed two aspects involved with cleaving, separation and boundaries. The third step to cleaving is when a couple establishes their marital rituals that are unique to them. Rituals can be used to build connections in marriage. Rituals can also build relationship with families of origin and families of creation. These connections are brought about by creating day-to-day practices and fondly remembering traditions. Since we're discussing cleaving, I'll focus information about rituals and traditions towards marriage relationships. A couple can decide together as equal partners what rituals will be meaningful for their marriage. They could be rituals of going and coming through the day, religious rituals, rituals around vacations, communication rituals, dating rituals, holiday rituals. You can decide what it is you're going to choose. I'm going to tell you a quick story about my late husband, Mark, and I. When we married, we were both so dang poor and in college that when Christmas came around, we didn't have extra money to buy each other gifts. So we decided that we'd write each other a love letter and exchange it on Christmas morning. And we did that. And that became a tradition or a ritual that we did in our marriage for the 17 years that we were married. We would always store the letters that we would write in the box of Christmas decorations. So when we would get the decorations out to start decorating early in December, we would find our love letters there too. You could possibly imagine how comforting and happy it made me the first Christmas after he passed away when we got the boxes out to find those love letters again. Rituals can be so powerful and helpful in bonding a couple together. I hope that you'll create some that are unique for you. Cleaving is necessary for couples to thrive in marriage. Whatever season of life you happen to be in right now, I encourage you to use the steps involved with cleaving together, separation, boundaries, and rituals. Using these practices will bless your marriage as you continue to be intentional about building your couple identity. I hope that today's podcast has been helpful for you as you consider cleaving. Whether you're cleaving as a young couple or you're a parent and allowing your children to cleave to one another in marriage, I think learning this can be so powerfully helpful in better relationships. I know if you think about living your why, healthy relationships are probably part of that. If this information about cleaving was helpful for you, I encourage you to share it with someone else. Go to my podcast, subscribe, and let others know this is a great place to learn about relationships and learn about your why.